1: Welcome to Leeds Live HQ and hello to those of you listening on the podcast which will follow later on today. We are going to hit two birds with one stone. My name is Cross, and this is Joe Mewis and as I say we are here at Leeds Live HQ and we finally have some modicum of news to talk about. Uh, It feels like we have had nothing really significant since Marcelo Bielsa agreed to remain as Leeds United's head coach But, but this morning the fixtures have landed and our championship fate has become very, very real. They have, that season is that bit closer today.
0: Um, obviously we, we all knew the fixtures were coming. We all knew the Teams to be playing, but there's still there's still that interest in there. There's still uh, you know plenty of narrative to wrap our heads around. We can start sort of planning out the next ten months of our lives, isn't it? Ten eleven months, can't we? Um, insofar as much as you can map them out until Sky go and change everything. And um, it's probably quite a good place to start, Sky changing everything, because, lo and behold, the very first game they've got the teeth into, haven't they, Barry?
1: Yeah, the very, very first game, we will be going to Bristol City on the 4th of August, not the 3rd and not the 2nd. So, I think the before the fixtures came out, Joe and I predicted that it was very unlikely that we were playing uh, at 3 o'clock on the Saturday of the first weekend. I think whoever Leeds had played, Sky would have made a point of uh, putting them on live television. So. Uh, first weekend, of course, it does not clash with the Premier League, so you would have to say um, interest will be at its highest, viewing figures are up at their highest for, uh, for some time on that opening weekend, with, with the first, the, the hunger for football by the time we reach August, everybody's crying out for some competitive action, so uh, it will be Bristol City away, uh, a 4.30 kickoff on Sunday, the 4th of August, um, and you met that news with uh, a groan of anguish, Joe.
0: Yeah, it was quite amusing. We we were talking um, last night, this morning about you know what our, our preferred opening day fixture would be, didn't we? And um, we said, oh, as long as it's not a night a horrible sort of long journey to somewhere like Cardiff or Bristol, didn't <laughs> we? And then yeah, lo and, and behold, it's um, it's a long one. I mean, for the fans, it's not great, is it? Because it's uh, four thirty kick off on a Sunday, so during like, the school holidays. During the school holidays, yeah. Mm.
1: That that stretch of the M five
0: slash M four is uh, yeah, is not very nice. Um, I mean, undoubtedly Leeds will sell out their allocation, uh, I think that's obviously a no-brainer, but what time are people going to be getting back to Leeds? It's, uh, the game will finish at 6.30, they get on the motorways, it's, uh, was it, Three 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 and a half hours on a good run, isn't it? But you look so, so, um, half So yeah, there's some late nights there, but I mean, you know, we, we know Leeds have got to play them all. Um, it gets one of these long, long journeys out of the way. That's um, where I'm looking at Yeah, I mean... It's, it's still a... fair with that. In terms of the opponents, as well, Bristol, um, things got quite needly between Leeds and Bristol City uh, the last couple of years haven't they? Um, sort of fair, sort of the, the comments from um, the Bristol City owner, he was obviously the first person to, to weigh in on Spygate, one of the first people there, um, so there is a bit sort of bad blood between them, so I think it could be quite, quite feisty. Um, we had some good Lee Johnson quotes today, didn't we? When you talk about it, that's something you looked at, about, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, it was about um, what we are now. It will be five months by the time we get around to the fixture. Since uh, since Leeds were last at Ashton Gate in the uh, game where Patrick Bamford, of course, famously injured himself while scoring the yeah. what proved to be the winner in what at the time felt like a very very critical crucial win for, uh, for Leeds United. Yeah. Um, and after that game, Lee Johnson made a point of basically saying he didn't want Leeds to go up automatically, he wanted Leeds to be in the playoffs and he wanted Bristol to pay them. So clearly straight off the bat, Lee Johnson uh, going out of his way to to make no friends in West Yorkshire. Um, And yes, today he has been at Ashton Gate, so Bristol City have made a bit of a thing out of the Fixtures release, which uh, which is very, very good for their media scene down there. They're uh, making players and manager available for for quotes. Um, And um, you would think... Um, had it been any manager picking up League United at the opening weekend, they probably would have focused on one thing and one thing only, which we're pretty bored of now. But that Spygate, of course. Still, people talk about the it. The little known yeah. saga, which, uh, which originated back in January now. Um, all done and dusted, new rules in place, fines months, made. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, Lee Johnson uh, has quipped that himself and assistant Jamie McAllister have already rented um, one of those very expensive looking houses. Uh, yeah, which I mean, he, he doesn't quite realise what he said but yeah, not yeah. those house in, in leafy uh, leafy uh, full leafy barge. Yeah. yeah. so uh, he has quit that they'll be keeping an eye on Leeds United training from one of those back bedrooms um, ha 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 yeah, he repeated it several times as well, fully proud of himself Yeah, he's,
0: he's been doing the rounds and he seems to be doing it in every interview so if for any reason you bump into Lee Johnson and he tells you his joke you've, you've got to pretend you've not heard it before and laugh mm. um, but yeah, yeah. no I'm sure Steve Lansdowne will approve of that, the owner, won't he? Um, and Bristol City, you know, one of those teams
1: that, that seem to, um, I don't know, we start slowly, but they do seem to be one of those teams that seem to generate momentum over a long period of time, and it may be that yeah. the first weekend may be a good time to play them. This
0: is what I was saying in the office earlier, wasn't it? It was. Um, I mean, you look what happened to them last summer. You know, they, they sold a lot of players. Um, you know, Flint, who else did they sell last summer? They 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 raised a good bit of capital, didn't they? Because so you know, went back to, uh, back yeah, to Chelsea. yeah, so. Yeah, I think he did a pretty good job considering sort of the the outgoing to, to deal with Lee Johnson last mm-hmm. summer um, in terms of where they did finish. I was surprised how got to play. Yeah, so. and um, you know it could well happen again this year that they lose some of their key players again. You know that seems to be you know their, their sort of way that they operate there is relying on these player sales. So I'd say that yeah, um, getting them out of the way early doors is good. Um, a big long way trip, you know, these shouldn't be too should have tired legs, should they mm-hmm. by that point? So. Um, in terms of an opening fixture, um, I don't think it's too much to be scare, scared about. Um, be, it's, it's,
1: a, it's a good opportunity to make mm, a statement, isn't it? i it, yeah. one of the newly promoted new sides, or one of last season strugglers, if Leeds had gone on and people would be putting an asterisk next to it. A yeah. Look that with Christiansen a couple of years ago. Leeds mm. started real, well, didn't they, in the Christiansen. Good first couple and, of months. And everybody was saying, "Oh well, yeah, yeah, the fixtures are very, very easy. So. I think much in this. I mean, it's not quite the same level as as Stoke was last season because, of course, Stoke City were the the pre-season title favourites twelve months ago. Yeah. Um, But you know, it's a it's a top eight side. It's it's certainly a side that that consider themselves playoff candidates. And if you go away there on the opening day of the season and and win, then that is a statement of intent. As much as it was. Twelve months ago for mm. would be Bielsa, yeah, and that, and that really set the tone, didn't it? Massively. They, right. they, they, they didn't. August was arguably their the best month for the season. Yeah,
0: and that momentum kept them really through right through the autumn mm. into, into the winter, didn't it? Yeah. Um, so I
1: mean, looking at, I mean, I'm sure most of you have ever seen this yeah. the fixtures. i amazed if anybody listening to the podcast hasn't seen the fixtures yet. But we'll rattle through them. So yeah. in August. It'll be Forest, will be the first visitors to Ellen Road. That's, of course, on the second weekend of the season, so Forest will, will feel the Ellen Road effect under BLC 2.0. Yeah, that should be good. Uh, then think. away at Wigan, seven days later, this is all subject to change, of course. Sky Sports watching. So. Uh, then, currently four days later, so the first midweek um, league game of the fixture, of course, the Carabao Cup will pop up at some stage. Um, Brentford will be the visitor's to Ellen Road for the, for the first match under the lights of, yeah. uh, of 1920. And you had a big uh, saying last season, so that's. Uh, Stoke City uh, will pop up again in August, uh, but this time we'll go to the Bet 365 Stadium, and I've already foolishly suggested that Stoke might actually be warm. In August and that may be the best time to visit the Windy yeah. City but I scoffed at that when Baron said that. It's, it's got its own ecosystem. <laughs> it does the, yeah that, that stadium is um, the... And then August is rounded out on the, I think that's the bank holiday weekend if not the, the weekend after it. The really, market, uh, yeah. uh, Swansea City will mm-hmm. visit Ellen Road without Dan James so there'll be no more Dan James chants next yeah. season so Swansea will round out um, August and of course that then brings us into the first international break so how do you see August? Could be worse could be better
0: yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's too tricky. Um, Leeds go into this season as the bookmakers' favourites, which mm. I mean, I can't remember the last time that happened. No, That's, um, you know, we, we're in brand new territory here, uh, and, I, and I genuinely don't think they they will be scared of anyone. I mean, we've still got what we've got five, six weeks until the season starts, so we've got a pre season to get through. We've got a transfer market to get through because, of course, the transfer window um, does shut at the start of August this year. So um, we, sh- we should know the exact makeup mm. of. of Leeds United on their opponents by then, but um, Nottingham Forest. Uh, Martin O'Neill didn't really pull up too many trees, no, no. pun intended. Um, last season, Wigan beatable. Um, we said that on Good Friday. Yeah, we did. Of course, yes. Um, uh, Swansea, they've got a new manager in. They've lost some key players. Because that's be there for take Yeah,
1: so and this will be their transition yeah, season. I think
0: I think Leeds should have a positive month there. Um, as I say, it's, there's, there's still a lot of X-Factors to go out there, but um, it's certainly not an intimidating start, not like last season's was
1: and No, of course more. we okay. don't know how, how well they did last season. Well I think we, so. I mean, we've, we've obviously uh, crunched the numbers and obviously this is all done on paper, this is not done on the pitch, so using last season's finishing positions in terms of ranking the difficulty of the opponents, I mean I don't think anybody suspects Huddersfield Town are going to be the third most difficult fixture they'll face this year, but we have to start somewhere and we have to uh, put together some kind of uh, data for, for this kind of yeah. Estimation for uh, for difficulty of fixture starts, and of course last season Leeds did statistically have the hardest start to the season of the entire division. But this year they're very much bang in the middle. They are um, um, officially sort of mid-table, if you like, in terms of fixture difficulty. Luton Town, unfortunately for them, uh, are welcomed to the Championship with the most difficult start to the season. I've not looked at, at who they're playing, but their average finishing position last year was seventh. So, of their six opening opponents, their average finishing <laughs> position was seven. So I imagine there'll be a few of the Premier League relegated sides in there, so difficult for Luton. Uh, but Sheffield Wednesday, Steve Bruce's Sheffield Wednesday, hopefully uh, with a full summer under his belt there, and if he gets the, the deals he wants done, we know Steve Bruce can do it at this level, and, yeah. uh, and they have a a very, very easy start to the season. Mm. Um, their first six opponents averaged a 20th finishing position last year, so a lot of relegation fodder in theory. Yeah, yeah.
0: And Bruce. Was able to get his feet under the table at the end of the season. Obviously, they we they saw an upturn then in results. And now he'll have a full summer to uh, to get his ideas across. They um they could be sneaky good, I think, next season. Wednesday, I think they'll be tricky.
1: What do you make of the running, Joe? And um, that's obviously the next thing we'd like to look at. Is yeah, the run season may finish because, of course, all being well, Leeds will be going for promotion in the final five or six weeks of the season. Yeah, that's
0: right. So I mean, let's say let's pick up at the start of April. So that's the last sort of five or six games there. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, they've got a fairly, a fairly nice stint there. Blackburn Spursman. away, Stoke City at home, Swansea away, Barnsley at home. Um, you would like to think if Leeds are in a position where they are, they are chasing promotion at that point, these are the sort of games that they can, they would like to win. Um, that includes the Easter schedule, doesn't it? Easter's later this year, I think, isn't it? So Swansea are on. Uh, it's on that's Easter Monday, isn't it? Yeah, the of April. yeah, and then Stoke on Good Friday, so. Two games close together, but I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's hard to call how these teams will pan out during the season. Yeah. But but certainly nothing too daunting. And then um, the last two games are very interesting. So um, penultimate ultimate game of the season, which is the final away trip, uh, it's certainly one that a lot of Leeds fans will have uh, been looking for when the when the fixture was released um, this morning at nine am. Derby County away, so the chance to settle a few scores. Um, Again, talking about unknown quantities there, we don't know who's going to be the manager mm-hmm. there. Um, currently, Frank Lampard is still there, but you get the feeling he's sitting by his mobile phone waiting for a, uh, a phone call from um, someone in Kensington. Sar so was a today, wasn't he? He was, yeah, in, in Turin, so yeah, the, the Chelsea job's still open, um, still, Lampard's still the overwhelming cookie's favourite there, and you know, if the, the only thing stopping that, I think, is just the, the two sides of, Agreeing, agreeing a deal compensation. I do, and, and Derby and Chelsea are quite pally as we saw last season with all, with all the low needs. I'm sure
1: Nalwich uh, may say, "Well, uh, we can, you can have him, have Frank for this yeah. class as long as we get XY exactly. and Z from your academy."
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, it looks like yeah, we'll denied the, the Frank Lampard reunion, but um, you know, as we saw, Leeds apart from probably a 10-15 minute period, were better than Derby County last season on the um, on the four games they played. So. I mean, that'd be a lovely way to uh, sort of wrap up promotion or something, wouldn't it, in, in Derby's backyard. That would really sort of uh, put the demons to yeah. bed, wouldn't it, of, of last season. That would, you know, really help us get over there. Um, but if it's still all to play for going into the final match of the season, um, that is on the 2nd of May, which seems a long way away. 2nd of May 2020. That really sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. In the 2020 future. doesn't feel right. um, That is Charlton Athletic, which has some more narrative knocking around. Lee Bowyer's Charlton Bowyer. Athletic. Yeah, so another late 90s early noughties Premier League goal scoring midfielder (laughs) but one that Leeds fans preferred a lot more Lebo yeah obviously um, you know bit of a fan favourite when he was here did some great work for the club in in Europe and the last sort of truly good great Leeds United
1: team and of course the great irony of course is that that the reunion we're talking about may not even happen I mean you you have to look at Charlton Athletic's recent history their owner's history uh, his relationship with his managers and you know but I would love to see what the odds are, to see what the odds are the he surviving the season. But if he's
0: still there in May, he'll have done very, very more than two job. seasons in charge of Charlton and given the ownership problems there and, and everything it's that really goes on, that would, be, that would be unreal. That would be like Massimo Cellino holding on to someone for, for a couple of years. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that could be nice. Um, lovely little tidbit as well, that um, the last home game Lee tonight played in the Premier League was Charlton Athletic, so um, could that be the last home game Leeds playing in the Championship? Perhaps that might be one for all you sort of Omen fans there. So, um, yeah, in, ter- in terms of the the start and the running, it look looks okay. It looks okay, yeah. I mean, um, there is one particularly tricky patch, isn't there, Barry, which I know you fired yeah. up in a piece you did this morning. So,
1: um, we've obviously looked at the start and the finish. We'll now look at, um, at, at sort of streaks of fixtures. Mm. Uh, I mean, the story of the season will pan out as, as it comes, but. If we're looking ahead and predicting where the, the boggy bits may be and the sections where Leeds could really build up some some, some momentum and start racking up some wins, um, there's two sections really that stand out as, as especially difficult. Again, on paper, using last season's form, we do have no idea how these sides are going to pan out. Um, but yeah, early March, so um, from March 7th to March 18th, that's like across 11 days. Leeds will play all three. Of the Premier League's relegated sides back to back so they will host Huddersfield Town on March the 7th uh, one week later they will then travel down to Cardiff City and you know if, if people are looking at odds um, Cardiff you would think I'm not going to lose too many of their players they didn't have a lot of Premier League class in that squad uh, yeah. last season so you would have thought they're not going to have too many players poached so if they can retain that squad on paper mm-hmm. that's a very good championship squad and For better or worse, Neil Warnock, aside from his spell at Ellen Road, does have (laughs) an excellent record at this level. And you'd think, unless something drastic happens, they will be there or thereabouts. And and a trip Mm. to Cardiff City in March Mm. um, could really be quite a decisive fixture. And that is then followed just four days later by uh, by Fulham's visit to Ellen Road uh, in a a midweek night game. So, again, I mean I don't think I mean there's not that much backing ready for Huddersfield but we are just basing it on last season the fact they're coming down who knows who they may well spend their Premier League parachute payment on but those three stand out I mean it's quite unusual to have three Premier League relegate sides back to back across such a small yeah. period in spring of course whenever everybody really, really to start to get a bit jittery and looking ahead to who really is going to be looking at getting promoted and mm-hmm. there is a spell Joe uh, you can see on your fixtures where I've picked out uh, December I mean it's, it's interspersed with a few decent fixtures but from December seventh to New Year's Day, yeah. Um, again, you've got the three relegated sides and All, yeah, one West Bromwich Albion
0: Yeah. the Yeah, that's right. Yeah, West Brom's the uh, the New Year's Day game at um, the Hawthorns away. Birmingham City away just before that as well. We've been denied the, the Gary Monk reunion because mm. obviously he got his marching orders this week as well. Um, yeah, funny how it, it pans out, isn't it?
1: This um, again, these these three. It's, three and four games, Strange how the, the computer works. I am mean, yeah. sure they. I mean, I'm sure there are glitches where uh, mm. some, some matches will sort of be drawn together, at home and away. But yeah, it really has so to move that, cool. that way with the relegated sides. I mean, Carlton and Fulham are back to back on both occasions. So.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, Hull City, the, the other team that breaks in there, and obviously that's that's at home. Obviously, Hull at uh, Elland Road came and ended a, came ended the run. Yeah, seven game winning streak, wasn't it? Yeah, that was um, that was just after Christmas. So yeah, again n- another big game. Mm-hmm. Um, Hull and another managerless team as well, um, so yeah, we don't really know what to expect from them. I mean, I'd be doubtful that Hull are going to do as well as they did last season. Yeah, I think did the a very yeah. good job. Um, I think the club was foolish to uh, to create the situation where it, where it has gone. Um, so hopefully, you know, that, that should be a bit more straightforward. Um, pressing on Boxing Day, that's, that's another date that people look out for. Another home game on Boxing Day, so. Don't have to worry about too many uh, too many miles on the motorway, so you can get back to uh, eating your uh, your turkey sandwiches on, on Boxing Day. Um, Preston none of these sides, well, they're very streaky last year, weren't they? So yeah, you. Um, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise you if one of these teams we talk about, you know, a Preston or, or a Hull, for instance, you know, by the time you play them, could be you know up there, or could yeah. be on a really good run. Absolutely you know? right. um, in in there Preston there had much, a yeah. run last season. They they won six seven games in a row, didn't they? So. That's the problem really with when when you're going over a fixture list at this stage.
1: Um, I mean, if if we're talking about form and momentum, it's it's important to mention that that going into that that tricky December spell, Leeds have got an amazing opportunity to rack up some wins. I mean, we've just been talking about winnable games. I mean, we're not not suggesting there are any easy games at this level, but again, looking at, based on paper, looking at the sides that had difficult seasons last year, uh, if you look at October 5th uh, on your fixture calendars, I'm sure you're all following this video with your fixture calendars. So, so uh, October 5th begins with a trip to Millwall, again not easy, it's just one of those baby fixtures that really you have to just survive and get through. No Steve Morrison though, he's gone to Shrewsbury. So, has, yeah. has gone to Shrewsbury. <laughs> so you go from Millwall away, Birmingham then come to Ellen Road um, and we travel to Preston again in an evening kick-off, I um, don't know how long that run goes back for but I know the last two seasons when yeah. I've been Preston away they've both been been midweek evening games. Then Sheffield Wednesday away, again, we don't know what we're going to get with them. There follows QPR at Ellen Road, Warburton, how is he going to fare? He's not Steve McLaren, how will they get on? Then Blackburn at Ellen Road, then Luton away, you've got to be beating the the newly promoted side, you simply have to do that. And then Reading away at the Medeski, now unless something amazing happens there, I can't really see Reading kicking on much honest, not spending much money, keeping the, the same coach there. Uh, and then Middlesbrough come to Ellen Road uh, on November, 11, uh, November 30th. Again, we don't know what Jonathan Woodgate's going to do there.
0: Yeah,
1: but again, it's another one of these old boy yeah. uh, reunions. Um, so, I mean, you, I mean talking luton Reading, I mean, we, can, we can point that out later, but they're, they're, they're two back-to-back away trips three days apart, and Reading yeah. is, is another midweek evening game. Again, Not nice, that. Quite similar to to Bristol away and Reading away last season, which were back-to-back. So Mm. uh, not easy on the mileage, not easy on on our sleep time. (laughs) But that run, I mean, again, it it does stand out, um, based on last season, as being a particularly decent run for for the team. And and as with every promoted side, you do need to rack up some runs. You have to have a, a long... Sort of run of wins or an unbeaten run to, to secure its momentum and just to get some breathing space with the teams. Yeah, that's right. I mean, as well,
0: um, another thing to factor here is the the international break. So the Millwall away game that comes before the the October international extent, break. Yeah. So um, those those three games there. You look, you look at Birmingham, Preston, Sheffield Wednesday. Although we've we've said we're expecting better things from them. If they then come out of the international break and, and really, you know, get get in with a few wins there, that could really set them up well for sort of like middle third of the season, mm. couldn't it, which, um, which Leeds said well, well during last season that was when they went that, on this run. Yeah, that was when
1: the run yeah. happened last time, wasn't it? Yeah, slightly
0: later I think, wasn't it? It was just before Christmas, I think it was after the, we've got another international break in November, um, it's Blackburn at home on the 9th, and after that there's this break. they get those, getting thick and fast, don't you, in the autumn mm. there's international breaks. Mm. Um, one other notable thing as well, the Birmingham game which we mentioned on the 19th, that's going to be Leeds' first game as a Centurion because It's the, oh, uh, the 100th anniversary yeah. on the 17th of uh, of sort sort of recognition, anyway, so like that could be, yeah, that I mean. could be sort of a good uh, good occasion at the club. I'm sure they'll be putting something mm-hmm. on there. Um, so yeah, that should be quite interesting. Um, so, in, in
1: terms of other notable fixtures we've picked out, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking maybe narrative or headline writers, yeah. people like us who are looking for a narrative, these things will develop, yeah. Um, but the ones that stand out and uh, from what I understand, this match is is possibly more important to the opposition than to ourselves. But Huddersfield Town, uh, the noisy neighbours, um, yeah. they, from They're what I able to top. believe, um, uh, very much enjoy facing off with of Leeds United and, and, and like to think of themselves as a as a near rival. Whereas Leeds have got bigger fish to fry. I, would, I think yeah, I yeah, understand
0: it. Historically, a Leeds fan would would say the bigger rivals are you know Manchester United, yeah. Chelsea, Liverpool, Huddersfield. Um, only have eyes for us really. Um, so December yeah, the, 7th the, the, is when yeah. we visit. Um, what's the latest name? What's the latest sponsor? Uh, John, Smith still. John Smith still. John Smith, I think. Yeah, So um, and yeah, Huddersfield have had a good record against Leeds of, of late. You know, um, obviously, they haven't played for a couple of years, mm-hmm. but before then, it, it wasn't a vintage Leeds side of the so Chilean. They're going to need to wait. We've got to wait four months from the start of the yeah. season before we will face off with the Terriers. We've shown that. It's quite up for, for, yeah. for getting, them, Get getting those early doors. Um, yeah, and then the uh, the Allen Road fixtures um, in March, is it? March 7th. of March 7th, yeah,
1: ahead It'll, of the, uh, the Premier League games. It will be moved, uh, obviously, for, 20, for, for some time. I mean, how
0: many do you think will get moved, Baron? Just a uh, straw well, What was the going right last year? Was it 20-odd? 24 were televised. I think I might have so been uh, doing some playoff semis. And that, and that's, yeah. that's a promotion chasing leads, so, much, so you think it's going to be there or thereabouts. Yeah, that was, that was half the fixtures, yeah, which crazy. just goes to show, like, we, we sit here saying, right, we can plan our lives now. You know, we we can sort out where we're going to go. We can, you know, divvy up the work and everything. Mm. But we can't because um, every five weeks, guy, going to uh, mm.
1: throw us some curveballs. But we've we've hey alluded know. to um, to derby in the narrative there. I think mm. uh, if you believe the reports, it does seem more and more likely that Frank Lampard won't be returning to Ellen Road unless it is in a cup competition next season. Yeah. Um, so whether they do or not, I'm sure there's going to be some narrative, and Derby have actually drawn attention to it themselves, Derby are quite keen to keep this, this feud running.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, I mean, um, you look at how most clubs have handled this on social media, Leeds put a graphic out, a few tweets, uh, Calvin Phillips has done a bit media duty so he was there, um, whereas Derby have, uh, have tweeted out an image of, uh, of the Leeds and Derby's badges, hyped up the fixtures. I mean, they did with Forest as well, who's their you know traditional big rival. That's understandable. We're not Leeds, but yeah, it just uh, seem a bit bizarre. Um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of Leeds fans saying, you know, we're rent-free in your heads, which you know it's true, isn't it? It seems like it is. So um, yeah, they're, they're keen to to stoke that up into a big game, and
1: uh, I'm sure it will be. Yeah, Neil Warnock. Uh, I've already to yep. the fact he was uh, infamously unsuccessful with the Whites yeah. Um, yeah. no love lost really there he will be at Allen Road I'm sure a date a lot of you want to be there for too to, yeah. to, to chuck some pelters his way <laughs> December 14th um, pre-TV change because I'm certain that will be changed as Yeah, well, given, that will Cardiff stature yeah. Uh, but in theory it's going to be the weekend of December 14th at uh, yep. Allen Road and then March 14th exactly three months later it will be to Cardiff City Stadium and what could be a pivotal match, yeah. the promotion chase, going yeah. into, into the spring. Looking at it now, you size up like,
0: and like we did, sort of Brentford away game. I think we looked at those sort of games, didn't we, um, this time last
1: year? Um, yeah, so I think that's going to be big. And I mean, I suppose we've, we've sort of come to the end of the analysis. And I suppose what we've learned is that we're going to play everybody twice. Yeah. Mm. And much of the that. time we've just spent uh, <laughs> telling all this probably means very, very little when, when it comes to uh, when the matches only arrive right because. Mm. Form is very, very temporary. That's it. Fit
0: a lot will change. Yeah, well, we've, we've got a whole transfer market to, to play out, a whole transfer window, don't we? Because um, there's not been a great deal of movement in the transfer market this summer around the championship. A few, a few early early deals have got done, but I don't think we've had any
1: real sort of blockbuster deals yet, have we? Um, no, really it, the division. There's been a little bit of chatter that, um, that perhaps that the market is moving a little bit slower um, mm. than in than in other years. Time will tell, uh, we have actually been hearing from Angus, talking of transfers, you Yeah, we gonna... Angus Kinnear was on Sky Sports News today, so Angus was, was put up by the club alongside Calvin Phillips to speak to Sky Sports, uh, with a little bit of reaction of course, um, Sky like the rest of us uh, are desperate for news and yeah. uh, Fixtures is always a good opportunity to chuck a lot of resource at it and to get some reaction to it as as. Um, menial as it, as it can be. Yeah. Um, but, but Angus has been speaking, and uh, is it an update about an update or yeah. an update about the lack of updates?
0: Exactly. Um, it won't surprise you that Angus he didn't go on Sky Sports and reveal all of Leeds' transfer plans. He didn't give a list of targets and, a list and the budget, but um, I'll, I'll read you what he said. Um, you can read the whole thing on the website here. Lots of you have been doing, so that's been great. He said, um, We're very confident in the squad we've got, they came very close. But we believe they deserve to go up and have absolute confidence in the squad. But as always, we're looking for opportunities to strengthen the squad, and if those op- opportunities come, we will take them. So um, I think it's not to be hugely unexpected. I th- I, there's, there's a lot of reaction here. People are going online and saying, "Oh, I'm just showing a lack of ambition." You know, we need to spend lots of money. We need to, you know, get another ten million pound striker. We need to do this. But um, remind me, um,
1: where did we finish last season? Finish third. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, finished third. Um, very close to not, uh,
0: not for. 10-15 minutes of madness um, in the Derby County second leg They yeah, would have been in the play final. So um, consistency and, and continuity is really the buzzword this this summer. Got to remember when, um, when Bielsa takes charge um, down at Ashton Gate, he'll be the first Leeds manager to be in charge of the club on the season opening day since Simon Grayson in back-to-back years. Mm. So it's been 10 years basically of a new manager every year. With a new manager comes, you know, new ideas, new training, new players, and um, Leeds for once can enjoy a bit of continuity mm. and you, know, you, you don't want to rip this squad up, you, you, you don't want to change too much, we, we know it's fine margins, we, we know the main things that happened last year were Leeds failed to take their chances, their inefficiency in front of goal, which Bielsa seemed to be very confident yeah. is something incorrect. that he could correct. Um, brings you on to um, something else Angus said in this interview, he uh, sort of agreed that the, the biggest signing of the summer for Leeds was getting Marcelo Bielsa back on board. Completely agree with that. I yeah. think um, he would have far more of an impact than any individual player can have. Um, and he said, "Yeah, he's committed. He knows there's unfinished business to do. He's disappointed that we just fell short last season, but absolutely uh, has the belief that he knows precisely what to do to make sure we get it right this year." And I, for one, you know, accuse me of drinking the Kool Aid, but I believe that Marcelo Bielsa will have done his homework uh, over the last uh, how long has it been since the derby game? Six weeks, five six weeks he will have put the, put the hard yards in, he will have done the work, he knows what he's doing and he will be
1: yeah. working day, day in day out to try and correct the problems. Absolutely, um, the ultimate faith in that and I think we've, yeah. we've tried to touch upon that in a lot of our pieces around uh, the club's yeah, yeah. transfer policy this summer, we've, we've done keep or sell pieces yeah. and, and I've offered my opinion on a few players already and I think as much as there is uh, an inclination uh, as football fans uh, in the modern world is just to constantly see changes and it's almost a bit of like retail therapy, isn't it? It's, it's the idea of owning something new, and and I think all fans and, and all human beings generally, we we like owning new things, don't we? You know that that sparkly new thing in the corner, you know. And in this case, we'd like it to be a sparkly new X, Y, and Z players in certain positions, and we want to spend tens of millions of pounds. And but in reality, when you look at this, uh, not just as a business, but as a as last season a successful football club, it, you really do just need a few trimming, trimmings around the edges. You know, I think so. Yeah. You know, I, I looked at people like Luke Ayling, and I thought, you know, Luke Ayling didn't didn't blow me away for large players last season, but, but he is a really steady pro who put in a lot of six and seven out of 10th last year, and that is what you need to get out of this division. Mm-hmm. And if you go out of your way to kind of move people like Luke Ayling on and, and, and um, put your your eggs in, in a new basket at right back, an unproven player who, who is new to the club, you don't know how he's going to settle. Um, you know, have to spend money on him it's just a sort of unnecessary risk really and I, and I think that the changes that they do make this year will be well thought out and, f- and will be made for good reason and to be honest, the squad is so small they can't make that too many changes and when you consider that, that they've already lost the players that were here on loan, yeah. there's already a few openings there that, that can be filled without needing to move anybody on. So whilst you can't, you can't legislate for, for unhappy players or some players that may want to move, move on, there's, there's obviously a few rumours out there knocking around where some players may try and push through the move themselves. Um, in general terms, I think you're right, Joe. I think Angus is quite right to have a lot of faith in, in last season's squad. I mean, as we've said, they got third, they got to the first semi-final, uh, and a few a few changes here and there is all they really need. Mm, that's it, yeah. And um, I mean, as you said, if there are opportunities to strengthen,
0: they will. Um, it, it's no secret the club are after wingers. Helder uh, Costa is, is probably the name that's been linked. I've seen a couple of your questions that have come in already. I've, I've seen his name mentioned. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think if the opportunity does arrive where they can bring in a good quality player like that, they will. Um, also, I think the, the other area well add to it is um, the young players coming through the academy. Yeah. You know, in, in terms of the differences to last season's squad that we will see. Uh, when the new season does start, you can expect players like Jamie Shackleton to be far more involved. Mm. He showed what he could do against Derby in the uh, in the playoff semi-finals. Um, there's plenty more players where he came from. You know, Robbie Gotts is one that might be sort of on the scene a bit more, perhaps um, Edmondson as well. I'd Clark like doors, Clark is, is is another player that uh, Bielsa is, is very keen on. So um, yeah, I think uh, don't go expecting you know sort of a razzle dazzle uh, transfer window. Um, is, is what is what I'd think, and I think this is reflective in Angus's quotes in that yeah he's, he's mm. sort of keeping these expectations in in check and. And yeah, I, I think he's right to do so. Should
1: we do some questions? Or yeah, some let's, yeah, let's have a look, what are you been saying? Yeah. Matt Thompson, thank you Matt for getting in touch. Love watching you guys, keep up the good work. Thank Should you Matt. You, Matt. Matt? It's, been, it's been some time, especially of you listening on the podcast. Uh, we're obviously trying to fit holidays and things in. Um awesome. <laughs> trying. But, but and, and also we want some news to talk about. We don't want to come here and just sit and waste your time and, yeah. and just, just waffle on about absolutely nothing. Uh, Mark Jones makes a makes a very fair point, which you alluded to, Joe. Uh, no teams should bother us um, when we're on our game. So if yeah, we really are going to be looking for promotion, then yeah, yeah, we need to be winning, you know, thirty-five plus games this season. Yeah, yeah um, that's it. Going unbeaten for forty games or something across a forty-six game season. So you're quite right, Mark. I think again, we're playing everybody twice, and in theory, it shouldn't really matter when we play them because we should be on it. Yeah, from from August to May. That's it, and, and it's
0: reflective in, yeah. in the way Bielsa puts sets his stall out. Mm. He doesn't change for anyone, mm. home or away, yeah. whatever opponent, he has his plan A. And plan B is do plan A better, isn't it? We're Sky Sports Leeds, will
1: change our fixtures when it's already happened,
0: uh, <laughs> they are one for one. Yeah, yeah. Um, on, on that, we should find out, um, before the end of the month, the, the next slate of fixture changes. Um, they have to give five weeks' notice, and there is um, a few self-imposed deadlines by the, the EFL, so. Um,
1: I so think for the forest game will know. Yeah, before
0: June, June 29th I think, is, is what we believe. It's all nothing certain, but that's when we believe that the next slate should be here by. So, uh, so yeah, before you go booking travel
1: lodges, train tickets, uh, hold you, hold fire there. Yeah, Mark Jones makes that point as well. Always talk about fixtures, won't mean nought with Sky with Sky tinkering. Yeah, uh, Mally Robinson. Hello, lads. Hello, Mally. Thank you for getting in touch. Uh, Richard Johnston, welcome to us back as well. with The marching on together, oh, an interesting start to the season. Yeah, I mean, we, we're trying <laughs> our best to make it exciting. Yeah, but it is very, very middle of the road. I think for as many promotion candidates, there are also going to be some middle <laughs> fodder in yeah. those, uh, those opening six games. Uh, Tim Green, any news on signings, lads? Uh, well, it's June twentieth now, so we've got approximately six weeks until the the transfer window closes for for English mm. uh, championship clubs. Um, and there's nothing at this stage, um, Helda Costa, Ryan Kent, Jack Harrison and Ben White are the four names that are out there uh, which aren't being refuted too strongly. Um, Ryan Kent is one that, that we're sort of trying to keep on top of, Liverpool haven't even told Ryan Kent uh, what their plans are with him yet so it's hard to imagine where he's actually going to be next season until they make a decision on what their plans are. So. We'll try and keep on top of that one and of course any other yeah. signings but, but no Tim, to be honest with you, there are there is very little out there at the moment and I think when pre-season starts and, and players start coming back and else maybe starts turning the screw a little bit and, and some players want to know where their futures are because of course these players that are rumoured to be moving on will want to get into pre-season, they want to be with their new teams, they want to be getting into training with their new coaches so it's in their interests to try and push this through quickly as well if Leeds is where they want to go. Yeah. Um, Scott Tyson Jones, Forest game the week after, will be Sky, tiered no doubt, yeah. yeah, I, I think I agree, generally yeah. not I think the, the general disposition yeah. should be, it will be on Sky. If Sky can
0: find a narrative, say for instance, Brian Clough, <laughs> for that one, yes, they will do so. I suppose
1: you could say Wigan's the third game, isn't it? Wigan may well escape the it, it. yeah. Um, yeah. It's, at, it's at the DW as well, um, is a funny one, Mark Jones, hey guys, I've seen this morning that Snodgrass is coming back. Apparently something Hay said in a tweet this morning, I presume it's fake lads, yeah, so, Phil, uh, our um, press box colleague at, at matches, as everybody will know now, has moved on from the York Tribune post, and yeah. quite quickly, the uh, the Twitter brigade have jumped onto his now vacant um, Twitter handle, and have been putting out various <laughs> yeah. fake stories this, uh, today on Twitter, so, urge caution, yeah, read with, so read be with, careful. with uh, yeah. a caution on Twitter, it's what you see, and check, Twitter account before you think anything of it because yeah, check one well, this one now,
0: because I think it's got it's called Phil Hell, Phil Y E P as it was, mm. has a handful of followers, so if there's no followers then it's not Phil. Um, yeah. We should probably say on that as well. Um, recognise Phil's thirteen years into covering Leeds out of the yeah, Post absolutely brilliant. Yeah. That's what heck of an innings he put in there. And um, yeah, very nice piece on their website you put as sort of a parting Quite a gift to everyone, I'd well worth you read that.
1: He's done a huge service, as not he, to Leeds fans? Completely, yeah. Uh, and, and obviously, we are well aware of the esteem he is held in by the fan base. Absolutely, um, yeah. He's uh, right at the pinnacle of, a, of a regional Leeds journalism. And yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a very nice man. And he's, he's a top guy a, as well. He's a top guy. He's, a, guy he's, a, uh, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus May, uh, hi lads, what do you make of our first is, well I think we've, we've addressed yeah. that, Marcus. We won't bore you anymore with that. Uh, Mark Jones again. Good to see you too. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. Um, Joe Schmidt. I don't understand why managers try to create a rivalry with Leeds over Spygate. Derby did it. So did Bristol City. Everyone feeds off of Leeds. I mean, we, we notice that, don't we? Mm. Really, with, with the headlines that are out there. I mean, yeah. The media as well. I think that everybody's well aware Leeds is such a, a huge club at this level and has got such a loyal and large fan base and. It's it's an easy target in terms of uh, building up some um, some motivation or some optimism or some interest. Um, It's it's, it's an easy name to put in. We're just just trying to be funny, Lee Johnson today. Trying to try to one of the uh, lads. lads, lads, I think. I I think we do we do hope (coughs) we'll buy eventually. I'm sure once the season starts and and there's some new stories to 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 write about that the the spygate stuff will will fall away. Hopefully. Yeah. Dave Booker has mentioned I've got no tie on today. Yeah, very, very casual <laughs> this to true me today. Very warm in the office though. It's it's, uh, uh, we, we work so in an office that gets very warm. Thing. So uh, yeah. Uh, does Newton is piping again? Hello, oh, welcome back, Saint and Greavesy. Thanks to that. Uh, Joe, you're having a hard summer pal with the paper round, but a hair a beard is looking long. Is a bit. I uh, yeah. I was on holiday. Does the wife have any comments about that? Not yet.
0: Not yet. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be I'll be looking trim again before the season starts.
1: Uh, Russ Vernon thinks it's an easy start Did they really go that far yeah, not too tricky is it uh, Gary McMenamin. hey guys welcome back Angus Kinnear hinted that there may not be any new faces this morning only unless the players they want can strengthen the team and get over the line yeah I mean th- th- this was a little bit of a story last summer as well I mean th- th- they're very important, keen not to just bring in Deadwood or yeah. squad players for the sake of it because they've got the young lads that they can come to fill those, those squad places what they want is Players that will make a, a discernible difference to the first team. Which, which is which is an admirable um, target. Well so, yeah, he
0: also doesn't want players who don't play, you know. He I think as as well as you know, that's how he likes to coach, he doesn't like to string players along like that. I think it's you know sort of that personal side of it as well. You know, he, he will ship players out if he doesn't need them. We've seen Pauly O'Connor go, that's that's the one bit of transfer business leads have done. Is that Monday night, I think it was, wasn't it? Monday yeah, or Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday night, yeah. he. Um, yeah, He's joined Bradford on a permanent deal, um, free transfer there. So uh, we will see See how he gets on. I think he'll do quite well in League Two personally, but I don't think he was going to make the grade at Leeds United. No. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a wage off the wage bill, which I think is, is what they'll try to do with, with a lot of these fringe players. We, mm. we saw them all have loan moves last season. I imagine the club will be working to... Um, to properly get them off the wage book now, you know, some of these players that did go out, not too many of them tore up too many trees in, yeah. on their loan spells did they last season, so uh, I think we'll see cutting ties as far as we can as much as possible and just trimming that wage bill down, all helps out with the, with
1: the FFP which sort of mm. dominates everything. Certainly don't read into Times comments that they're not going to do anything though. Yeah, oh yeah, but What you're very saying surprised. is that they want to get the right players, not any players. And, and as well,
0: you, when, when you're a, you know, CEO of time, you don't tell everyone your plans, do you? It's, it's obvious. You don't say we're going to spend this much money and alert all selling clubs to, uh, to to what you're going to do. So, yeah, it's all sort of part of the, the pokey game that's involved with, with the transfer window.
1: Matt Thompson's asking about the new kit. We've asked about the new kit as well. Yeah, we're, um, yeah. we're led to believe that um, that they're hoping um, to have it out before they go to Australia. Um, so, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. time will tell on these things. There's a lot of various uh, third parties involved in new kits and things and launches yeah. and, and commercial aspects and they've got to obviously get the timing right of this to, to capitalise on sales. So um, there will be a new kit. Um, we understand it will be thirty two red again. It will be Kappa again. So uh, keep an eye out, really. I mean, there, yeah. there is there is no date in place yet, but the, I know what we do know is they are hoping for sort of first half of July. Yeah, you'd be surprised if they're not playing the, uh, the pre-season friendlies in it, certainly sort of the second half of pre-season friendlies. It wasn't great last year, was it, playing it in the training kit? Was wasn't it wasn't ideal. The blue training kit. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day everyone moves on and it's all fine, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure the commercial opportunities that are there for this trip to Australia won't, won't go ignored by the
1: club. Russ Vernon is asking about our new plans uh, for the Carabao Cup. The, uh, the Carabao Cup, yeah, we'll be live some some coverage. Yeah,
0: we will be live blogging uh, the whole draw on the site. So if you don't happen to be in the London branch of Morrison's, where they're uh, doing the draw from, uh, the, the weird fever dream that will be John Barnes and Ray Parlour <laughs> plucking balls out um, in the, the fizzy drink aisle uh, in Morrison's, that, that's going to come to reality tonight. But yeah, we'll, we'll have all the coverage you need on, on the website. Um, I don't think we'll be popping up live on here. You, you know, we don't need to hear from us twice in a day. Um, but yeah, we'll have full full reaction for you there. Um, Leeds the number 17 ball, uh, Chilino's unlucky number, so we'll see if that does anything. Who do you fancy bearing there? Nice short trip home um, game, or do you want to?
1: I think I, I quite like Lincoln City away. Uh, I spent a lot of my, uh, my formative years growing up in Lincoln, um, and I've not been back to Sinsua very often recently, so a nice, uh, it's not too long a trip that, uh, a trip to Sinsua Bank away uh, on a nice uh, August evening. Would, be, would do me quite nicely. I know you want a, you want a box standard letter and L- road match thing. Well,
0: yeah. If, if we're not going to have a nice easy one at Elm Road, we'll, we'll just crack on with our lives. Um, wouldn't mind going to Salford. That'd be quite interesting. Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, see new, what new, new grounds. Like, yeah, there. exactly. Take another one off the list. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. That's I think that starts at seven o'clock tonight. So. Obviously, stay tuned to leeds
1: live.co.uk. You'll get everything you need from there. Uh, Dorian Waytham, we need another central attacking midfielder to, to replace Said. Of course, Said is yeah. still technically a Leeds player. Hetafe, i not yeah. taking him. So if he is going to move on, I need to find a new home for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorian suggested Luke Freeman. Well, in, in terms of the central attacking midfielder, my interpretation is because of this winger interest and because Helder Costa, especially, is a right winger, my assumption would be that Pablo may well get moved in permanently I think so yeah because yeah. he, he was used very regularly there by, by Bielsa last season as a, as a plan B of sorts and of course he is another year older his legs are going to be a little mm. bit more weary can he be trusted to get up and down that right wing and support Luke Hayley? and he can have more of an influence on in the game in the middle He's got of the time. When, when Leeds
0: were chasing games last season yeah. he did see him move into the middle so um, yeah I think that's, that's right interpretation then Helder Costa if, if he is the man Leeds uh, are looking at and, and want to bring in does
1: his, does his best stuff on the right, so yeah, mm. so, wait uh, to see on that one. Peter Matley, got a good feeling this season 100 years of United, can't wait to bring it on. Scripts, there, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. it is. I mean, it does. I mean, John, John Howe did a really good piece, our, our resident freelance writer puts together a lovely column on Mondays for us, and yeah. he said it would probably be more Leeds United <laughs> not to do it in the centenary, so <laughs> we'll do it in the first year of the new centenary because it'll be. be two storybook, <laughs> yeah. at least to do it in the 100th year, yeah. i.e., last season. Um, so, uh, John Kavanagh is going on like Luke Freeman as well. I mean, uh, Warburton is in a QPR now, um, so I do wonder how that will change things for Luke Freeman. But yeah. I can't see Luke Freeman making any loan moves. So, I think no. Luke Freeman is going to be, if he is going to move, it's going to be for a fee. Um, and from what we're understanding, Leeds are going to be quite reluctant to spend money uh, this summer. They're going to be looking at loans and maybe some loan fees rather than out and out transfer fees uh, into the millions. So, we'll, we'll see that one. I, I know. Freeman stood out really, really well, I mean, uh, in that uh, league game, the infamous KPR loss at at Loftus Road on that uh, midweek rearranged fixture, Freeman was incredible, really incredible, and I know a lot of people had said before that, that Freeman traditionally does play quite well against Leeds, and has a bit of a reputation in the Mm Leeds following, and and I had not seen it before, but on that evening, he he ran the show, he carries a bit of timber Luke Freeman, Hmm. Um, Bielsa would certainly drill into that, but... Um, despite his his weight, um, his technical ability was, was right. outrageous. Yeah. That yeah. really really yeah. tiny player. Yeah, you talk you talk about loans
0: as well, there, Baron. I think um, we did a piece on this a couple of weeks ago for the site. Um, the the loan market has really sort of transformed. I think how a lot of teams will attack this this transfer window, particularly the you know promotion mm. contending teams. You look at the playoff final um, Villa and Derby. The amount of sort of high class Premier League loanees that were in there that were, that were integral to, to their to their sides and their campaigns. I think that's sort of paved the way for what a lot of teams will, will look to do this season you know these these really sort of good young often English talents are out there in the Premier League you know we see sides like Chelsea, Man City stockpiling, warehousing this talent and I think now they're they're learning that they need to give them these really sort of good juicy championship loans to mm-hmm. a contending side um, and, and that's I think a model that a lot of teams will go you know the, the days of a 10 million pound transfer fee in
1: in the Championship, I think you are over now. But teams just simply aren't going to do that anymore. Phil well, Stannard, not sure if you mentioned it already, but what do you reckon about the player returning loan players getting back into the side? I mean, there's I've looked at this and there's <coughs> very few that I see a future for. I mean, you yeah. may well have a closer look at Malik Brooks and J. Roy Grott, but beyond that, I, I don't get anything.
0: Yeah, it's, we it's hard, yeah. I spoke earlier about um, wanting to get some of these players off the wage bill. And I, I think a lot of the Victor Ortiz work this summer will be phoning around clubs offering players up. Um, Yeah, I think Wilkes is probably the one name that stands out for me. Um, Bit of news on him this week as well. He had a court case hanging over him which was um, due to start on July the 1st. That's now been pushed back till May, so um, that he's not, well, I mean, it's still hanging over him, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's there in the future, so um, perhaps that'll help or hinder his his mental attitude, Mm -hmm. I thought, but um, Given, given what we've seen from him, what his skill set is, his talent, you, you do like to think what would Bielsa will be able to do with that, how he'll be able to mould him, give him a
1: pre-season. So, yeah, perhaps he'll be one of these young players that Bielsa likes to draft in. Gary McMenamin, um, is it true Paulie went for free, so that's Paulie O'Connor, he moved on to Bradford City this week, and yes, he did move for free. Um, I think the club probably wants to try to make it as easy as possible for Bradford. Yeah. Uh, as Joe has said, they want to try and get some of these lads off the wage bill, and if that does mean relinquishing uh, players for, for free, then, then so be it. But... I can't imagine even if they were trying to sell Boyd and we'd have demanded uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands yeah, of pounds. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I think it would have been a nominal fee, if anything, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pete Smithy Smith, great to see the lads back. Great coverage, as per. Thank you, Pete. That's very, very kind of you. Jeez, um, fella. Paul Griffiths with an interesting point. So, if, if Jack Clark was to go for more than £15 million, pounds, I'd love to see us go for Jared Bowen. Um, can't see us spending that amount, though. Uh, he's only got 12 months left, and apparently Cardiff will be signing for 12 million in January. I mean, Jared yeah. Bowen yeah. He really had a quite like, phenomenal season for Hull, as Leeds fans know. Um, and there were various rumours in January about, about Jared Bowen, but um, that was never a runner. The club told yeah. us that, that he was never really considered, and I think, as Jared said, that's the sort of transfer that Premier League clubs are going to make. Um, you're not going to see anybody in, in the Championship spending that kind of money.
0: Yeah, in- interestingly, um, you talk about those two players, um, we've been... I've been speaking to some of our colleagues down in London who cover Spurs, and they said that for Spurs, the the two players they were scouting in the championship last year were Clark and Bowen. And yeah, I've heard that. From a few people, they've made the decision that, that Clark's the one they want to go after over Bowen. So, um, so that's quite interesting. But, but yeah, I mean Leeds, it wouldn't be a, a straight swap in terms of right put that money in for Bowen because Bowen obviously is going to want a lot higher wages if he's, mm. if he's moving on that. So, yeah, it's it, sort of it's not a zero sum game that, that transfer ends. And yeah, Bowen, all its sites in the Premier League, I think.
1: Well, I think on that note, we'll all wrap things up. I think we've pretty much drawn a line in the most things. We've discussed the fixtures. We've discussed the, a few minor transfer issues there. But yeah. again, there's not a huge amount out there. There's not a lot of new information out there on the transfers. Players are back in for pre-season next week, so that's week commencing the twenty fourth. Twenty
0: fourth, yeah, Monday morning they'll be back at four. So March. There'll be,
1: the vast majority of the led will be back, uh, and then uh, in the days and weeks yeah, after, the players will be back. Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully we'll see Bielsa at some point in pre-season. Uh, last season we didn't; uh, we had to wait until the or his I mean, there was the press conference with his launch as as new manager. But mm. in terms of the pre <coughs> or post-match, it wasn't until uh, before the Stoke City game. That's right. So we may well not get much Bielsa this summer. Um, obviously we cross fingers, but Joe and I are actually joking in the office about how much we're actually missing him. It's it's really see he's yeah, a bit yeah, a, a not, grandfather figure for us.
0: Not seen him for more than a month now. Yeah, so yeah, we are missing we're, him. We're missing him and Celine. Um, yeah, so sort of one of the things talk about pre-season then we have had um, the pre-season schedule fleshed out a bit more. Yeah. Haven't we yeah. Yeah. trips to York City and Guysley um, are coming up back to back, tenth and eleventh, I think, of yeah, July. Um, and then, obviously, that weekend the squad will jet out to Australia for uh, for Manchester United and Western Sydney uh, Wanderers. Wanderers. I was going to say Warriors. Yeah, sorry, sorry to any of our Australian uh, viewers, listeners there. But um, yeah, confirmed. for, the confirmed the for yeah the, the weekend before it starts. So, so yeah, we everything's looking a lot more mapped out now. Pre season,
1: um, you know, in the first few weeks of the season. So yeah, also I feel a bit more real now, is not it, Baron? It certainly is, mm. yeah. And of course, we will try and bring as much coverage as we can. We'll go live where possible, um, blogs, um, stories, yeah. of course. So um, so stay on top of it, and we will see you next time. Cool. Cheers, guys.